I've been in hospital three separate times. One was the big three-week stay in the coma. Number two was the nerve damage diagnosis. Number three was a surprise attack out of nowhere, and I couldn't breathe properly. You know, perfectly healthy 17-year-old, no underlying conditions. It's crazy. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. Hi, I'm Chloe Maidley, author of The Four Week Body Blitz and now The Fat Loss Blitz. And welcome to my new podcast, The Vodcast. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking to all of my favorite celebrities and health and fitness professionals about everything you can think of in terms of diet, nutrition, training, fat loss, muscle building. I'm going to be asking them all the questions that I think you guys will benefit from hearing the answers to. So without further ado, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast. Now, on the very first episode of this upcoming health and fitness podcast that I'm going to be doing for you, we have none other than my fiancé, James Haskell, which I know is a bit of a cop-out because, obviously... You know, it's my fiance. It's very close to home. But he is a professional athlete. He has been a professional athlete since he was a teenager, which is when he started playing uh, professional rugby. And he has played for England and the Lions. He's played in Japan and New Zealand. And he definitely, definitely knows his stuff. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Jim Jam. It's interesting you say I know my stuff. You tell me I haven't got a clue most of the time about anything. I feel like when it comes to training you your knowledge dumps all over mine and when it comes to nutrition my knowledge outweighs yours so I think we're quite a good match in that way I was talking about like general relationship advice uh, other areas um, sensitivity compassion selflessness I know nothing well well you're a man (laughs) how dare you that's reverse sexism and I'll put my foot down on that um it's not reverse sexism it's just straight up sexism from me to you but normally Merry Christmas (laughs) thank you no, I think um, I think actually I get asked this question a lot, um, especially when I have books coming out. How do you and James influence each other in terms of your knowledge and, and health and fitness? Do you train together? And I always say that when it comes to writing training plans and when it comes to asking you for training advice uh, and form and things like that, you're really helpful to me and my books. Um, and I think it works the other way for you in nutrition. So I think... We kind of get a good trade-off, really. I think there's a bit of a myth that needs to be dispelled. For some bizarre reason, Chloe and I occasionally get photographed, and whenever we do, uh, it's not set up. People live in this world, bizarre world think where well, we've got the email on speed dial, and we call them up and go, we're going to be in town. Take, you know, <laughs> please, please two weird, odd-looking, overweight men turn up in a terrible little car and take photos of us and chase us around the and streets. And ruin my day. James loves it. Um, it makes me very uncomfortable. And every time they do that, they post the pictures, they always say, oh, you know, Chloe and... Chloe Maidley and James Haskell off to the gym. Because like, I live in not. gym kit, though, that's why. But it's not. It's off to James, James Haskell and Chloe Maidley off to eat an absolute massive breakfast yeah. where, <laughs> and drink a load of coffee and talk crap for however long. No, but I just, <laughs> want to, I just wanted to dispel that thing because a lot of people write and say that we are, you know, a couple that train a lot together and actually we don't. Um, you know, we do do a lot of stuff on holiday together. We, we kind of 
but you know bounce advice off each other and I, I come to you with a lot of questions you read through your stuff to me and we, and we talk about it but actually we don't train together and there's this lot of bullshit written about oh couples who train together stay together no definitely not and I think that your goals are very as we'll go through the podcast your, your, your goals are very different from mine my goals are very different from yours you know we have fun on holiday like one day I'll come up with a session you'll come up with a session but this whole idea of like I'm doing press ups with you sitting on my back is you know nonsense the fact that you, yeah. you I mean you're strong but one press up with me you'd never get off the floor no. um um, no, definitely. And not. The thing, you know, the same thing when they do the, the lovely videos on Instagrams where they're either side of a pull up bar. I do one pull up, then you do a pull up, and we kiss at the top. Yeah. I'm like, you could probably get three of them out, and that's that's about the only thing. Not you, me, me included. No, I mean, I think I hit my, um, I think I hit my max uh, unassisted pulls at like maybe I'll go up to like five, and then every set after I'll have to drop a rep because it's just so hard. And I've been training, I've been lifting weights for six years. So, guys, I get a lot of messages from people who are like, my goal is to do an unassisted pull-up, help me. I'm like, you just got to keep going. Really, really and work use bands on, and stuff, Yeah, it? use bands, just keep practicing, keep practicing, and eventually you will get there. Um, but you, you raise an interesting point, and, you know, one of the first questions that I have on my piece of paper... Uh, so professional. Thank you. I feel professional. Um, is... To talk to you about the fact that, look, you are a performance athlete. Um, you know, your job, your career is uh, kind of centered around being well-fueled for training, being able to recover well from training, being able to fuel up for a game, being able to recover from a game. Um, and you obviously, you do have a health and fitness audience that you give uh, tips to, and not all of them are performance athletes. And obviously, you know, you're with me. And I'm very much an aesthetic uh, kind of results-based athlete in my own, you know, zone. So given your experience and your years of knowledge, what would you say the main differences are? Uh, let's start with nutrition. Nutritionally, between being a performance athlete, so somebody who's really trying to get out there and kill a training session or kill a, kill a game, um, and, and trying to get in shape uh, for aesthetic goals. Well, I think, look, you know, Obviously, you know, like most people out there, when it comes to health and fitness and training, I've made mistakes. Uh, I think the world of health and fitness is, is a bit of a confusing minefield, which hopefully your kind of new book and, 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 and you know podcast will help dispel. Uh, you know, I, I think it's something I, I'm very you know big on. Uh, you know, when I first started playing rugby, uh, I was probably eating to try to have a body like a men's health cover model. Sadly, without the face to go with it. Uh, body like Baywatch, face like Crime Watch. Can I just um, say, James always, if you ever hear him on anything, he always um. He's very down on himself. You're very handsome, babe. That's very kind of you, Flower. It's just because I walk around most of the time saying that I'm a, a legend, which I'm not. Which you told me I'm not allowed to do. So I mean, literally, we all know that 18 year old rugby boy that referred to himself as a legend nonstop, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to bully it out of James, but it's not working. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so, so I, 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 you know, made the mistakes of, of, you know, I used to pick up copies of Men's Health and read about diet, and I think I would do one thing one week, another thing another week. And, um, you know, I saw carbs as the enemy. I would be, you know, I was focusing on being lean. I didn't didn't occur to me about performance and recovery and having to fuel my training. So, you know, I started to work with, with um, you know, Phil Lerney uh, and a guy called Matt Lovell. Uh, Phil Lerney is on the podcast. On? Yeah, so everybody stay tuned because he is an incredibly uh, brilliant nutritionist and coach. Um, he actually educates the educators like myself and much better coaches than I. Um, and he is coming on the podcast. So make sure you hang around to listen to that because I will drill him with questions for the best part of an hour. I thought you were going to say something else. I'm going to drill him with questions. <laughs> um, I, uh, so, so anyway, so 
excited. You know, I work with him and Matt Lovell's been a massive part of my career. Um, you know, he's a you can you can find him on um, online as well. So they taught me about you know making sure I I feel my training and understanding how to change my body. Um, and you know, from a performance athlete point of view, that my objective is not my aesthetic so you know I, I like to be uh, a certain weight I like to have a low body fat and you you do that by you know fiddling with your calories in calories out and your your you know your carbohydrates but actually majority of the time I'm eating uh, carbohydrates every meal I'm um, you know eating a lot a lot of food uh, I feel like the macro we play with the most for you is your fat intake and um, because obviously you are a performance athlete and the macro that we play with most for me and this is in terms of reducing or increasing calories is my carbohydrate intake because I'm not a performance athlete. You have a good go at it, though, sometimes. Um, and um, I, so that's kind of where my where it changed. And I think going out with you as well was 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 huge. You know, when I first met you, I was having a low carb breakfast. Sorry, a very low carb breakfast going into training, uh, and then having to you know straight away do either strength stuff or fitness stuff. And obviously, you know, you looked at it, and you, I was actually probably under eating. You know, my life changed dramatically when I started. Um, you know, tracking stuff with my fitness power, something that you've done, you know, religiously and really got me into. And it gave me the freedom to understand actually what I was putting in my body. It allowed me to increase bits and pieces. So if I was, um, you know, in a really important recovery phase and I wasn't hydrating enough or I wasn't uh, fueling my body enough, that was very clear for me to see. So those are the kind of lessons I learned. There's a big difference between, um, you know, doing what I do and what you see uh, people on Instagram doing. You know, if you're a performance athlete, yes, if you're clever and you do it over time, Time, you can develop your body and you can you can have that but that should not be your priority looking good in the mirror is not your priority so mine is very different whereas yours is you know looking good in the mirror that's what mm. you do and I'm watching how you eat and the commitment and sacrifice you make it's kind of an eye-opener to me I've tried to do that you know uh, with Phil you know we did you know he actually was the first one that got me eating carbs throughout the entire day and stopped me doing that you know um oh, really I feel like he I feel like you were working with Phil when I first met you and you were Carb cycling, not on a not on a weekly basis, but certainly throughout the day. Well, no, I so found what, that fascinating. So thing. what would happen is, is that I wouldn't have carbs in the in the morning, and then every other meal I'd have about three hundred grams of carbs or a carbohydrate source every meal. So I'd have about six meals a day. But then what would happen is we'd go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, carbs, then uh, Thursday, then fr uh, sorry, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday we would swap out the carbs and go with a, a high fat button. Um, yeah, to, get, butters. to get you using different energy systems. Yeah, and... so that's what we so that's what we were doing kind of on that uh, on that path. But it's been a massive eye opener to me, and I just think that people make uh, nutrition very complicated, and you have to start with what your goal is to start with, and then work backwards for that. Yeah, as opposed to trying to go actually, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to do intermittent fasting. Yeah, but does that serve your purpose? Yeah. And and that's what I've I, I've learned massively, and that for me is the biggest difference. No, I totally agree. I think um, big picture goal. You know, that might sound contradictory or ironic coming from me, who has short turnaround body transformation books on the market, and that is obviously what I'm good at, um, and what I kind of how how my career is uh, quite uh, polarized by that. Um, but um, I'm a really big believer in. First and foremost, if you want to lose body fat and you want to get lean, that takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. Once you're there, 
um, you ha- you can understand that actually it is very easy to slowly and gradually, and I do talk about this in the fat loss blitz a lot more than in the body blitz, although I do talk about it a bit in the body blitz. Um, you can actually slowly start to add to your food intake, reduce your training output, and you can stay around about uh, maybe a couple percent up or a couple pounds up from, from your leanest result. But you can stay around about that result uh, area um, and actually slowly over time increase your calories and reduce your training and have a better lifestyle change with the results that you work so hard to achieve. And in my opinion, that is the only way you're going to get long-term results. Um, And I've been doing this for six and a half years. I've looked at it from every which way angle I could possibly find. And that is the only way that I can see that it it works. And and I'm open to, to kind of finding out more and reflecting on that at a later date. But as it stands, that's pretty much it. And James is absolutely right to say you have to look at the big picture goal here um, and then you have to kind of work backwards from there and figure out the plan before you start. Um, I will say this as well. I know you, you actually said um, before when you very wrote your first book, The Four Week Body Blitz, and then and now The, the Fat Loss Blitz, mm. is um, you, know, you were concerned that, because of you didn't you know the short term body transformations you know you were worried about it but i think the difference between what what you do and what a lot of other people out there do is that you actually provide information which which people can carry forward yeah and actually understand stuff where where people go wrong in the health and fitness world is that they sell you the dream they sell you this bullshit where they're like right drink that you know you get you get you know minor celebrities promoting you know this ridiculous detox teas or these like juicing diets or these stupid bits and pieces that will get you great results but they don't explain the mechanics behind it and and what i've it's a laxative what I've learned, yeah what i've learned <laughs> yeah it is that tea is a laxative you will literally spend your life on the toilet um is the fact that you give people life lessons and that's what i tried to do in all my books is actually go look however nice it would be to keep selling people books actually i want people to learn because it's more of an education a journey and that's what you've done is is gone actually you know it's gone look uh these are the secrets these are non-negotiable secrets it is calories in calories out these are the parts of it actually let's get you some sh- some short-term results yeah. but here's how to get back out of those results here's how to do it and that's the best thing so people in life sometimes want to have periods of relaxation but then they also want to have periods where they want to train so you know everyone will eat badly over christmas come to january and go new year new you mm. they purchase your book you'll get those they get those like life lessons from January to February mm. and then onwards they'll then be able to change it and that's the difference and that's why I think you know when you talk to these people they and they see the the the, the title like short-term fixes they people freak out but then when they actually read it they go oh do you know what I'm learning lessons for life and I think that's the most important thing about nutrition is whatever new bit of bullshit comes out like fasted non-fasted intermittent fasting five two the fundamentals don't change calories in calories yeah. out yeah, and yeah. I think that's a massively important no, I appreciate that because I don't know if I told you this, but when I first released the four-week body blitz, um, before we'd had, you know, the the amazing response that we'd had, the amazing before and afters, both, you know, the mental and physical before and afters of people saying they'd taken the book forward, they'd learned so much from it, they'd managed to keep off the stone that they'd lost, they had a completely different relationship with food, they went out on their birthday, loads of cake, drank loads of gin, uh, recovered the next day, got back on it, like, everybody learned really great life lessons. But when I first released the book... I felt very conflicted and I'm not going to lie, it literally kept me up at night that I was essentially telling women... You said that was my snoring. <laughs> yeah, that too. That's still going on. Well, you snored still the other night. You snored no the strips. other night. That was the, fir- that was the first time. Because I had like half a bowl of wine. And half? Then, and Honestly. That, you, literally, I've... by the time I'd hit the hay, it was... 
I mean, snorted. I was literally lying. I think I woke myself up snoring. So I was lying in bed and and I and I I didn't go like too hard at it because I know how bad I am. But there were moments where I was literally looking at the ceiling, like like muttering under my breath, like. Oh my god! <laughs> boo hoo! Like welcome to a day in the life. Oh, it was terrible. And I was clicking. I tried all my clicking. I, by the poke, by the end of it, I was like, Chloe. <laughs> and you still didn't do it, so I poked like you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I was literally like being kept awake at night thinking, I don't like being a woman telling other women how to look. Like, I, that doesn't sit well with me um, on a on a moral, ethical level. I don't agree with that. And I, I was so conflicted by it. And it, it kind of it took me a minute to, to get past it and to realise that actually I'm only telling women how to look who are asking the question. You don't, you know, only buy the book if you actually want to change your physique, if you want to change how you see your body, if you want to change how comfortable you feel in your clothes, how able you are to play with your kids, um, you know, feel great in your wedding dress, whatever it is. Um, and, I, and, and the best part, the best thing that happened once the book was released is that so many people said that they learned lessons they could take forward for the rest of their life. And that, look, the book might be called The Four Week Body Blitz or The fat loss splits, you know, real results in 28 days. And that's true and that's accurate. But the best plans are the ones that tell you what to do after the fat loss is done um, and how to keep it off and what to expect if you don't, because not everybody does. I would say in six years I've been doing this, two reverse diets I've achieved uh, success with because the rest of the time it's so hard. Um, so what I'm saying is I really appreciate you saying that. But, but, it's, but it's interesting. I don't think you've ever told people what to look like. And I don't think... I try I think, not to. But I think good people... I think, look, there's a few mistakes out there and I don't want to get on my, my high horse, but... You a, live on your high horse, James, I see. Oh, yeah, and it is a very sexy big horse. Uh, is it, though? It is. It is. It's a Shetland <laughs> pony called Alan. Um, and, uh, no, the thing with it is, is that... I want a Shetland pony called Alan in the garden. Yeah, we would. How good would that be? Carrots so and polo mints for the windows. Um, remember my idea about I was going to get a sheep. I was going to get a sheep to keep the grass down, but you wouldn't let me have it. Um, I think it's goats that eat everything. Oh, what? Yeah, we don't want a goat to eat everything. Um, we want a sheep. And, um, <laughs> no, so what I was saying was, is that people get real, real funny about being told what to do. And a lot of people who are in the eyes of society, out of shape, you know, overcompensate, saying how comfortable they are, they don't do this, and there's all these people walking around. I think you should never tell somebody what to look like because mm. we all have different images of what we find attractive, what yeah. we don't, what we feel comfortable. But what you can't do is what a lot of people do, do is you can't then tell people they can do whatever they want and then achieve their specific specific dream. Oh, yeah. And I think it's important that you, you know, you say to people, listen, actually here is the tools to change your body in whatever degree you want. You might not want to change your body. That's great. So you don't, don't pick up the book. Don't don't read yeah. the thing. Don't And then don't complain about it because I'm helping others. And while we're at it, don't follow somebody on social media if you don't like the, what their life is all about. Exactly. But <laughs> what I can't what I can't get my head around is the people that then purvey this message of don't count calories. Don't listen to anybody when they say, um, you know, you should look like this, you should look like that. You know, you do you, babe. You eat what you want to eat and you have to enjoy life and you get on with it. That is a great way of doing it, but you're not going to get results. No. You're not going to be in great shape. No. And the worst and bit is... And that advice usually comes from people who are genetically blessed or are uneducated in the field or inexperienced Yeah, in but the then field. but then a lot of those people come, come out as well and they've got, you know, fake lips, fake tits, fake bits and pieces or, or whatever it might be, you know, mm. fake... T- and it's like... That's fine, but if you're not worried about appearance, why are you doing those bits? Well, because actually everybody's worried about appearance, whatever anybody says. Yeah. You know, uh, unless you get, you know, some person who's literally transcended the concerns of what other people think. And 
And I just, I think it's really important that you have to understand that no one ever tells you what to do, but you are never, ever, ever going to get results without some form of sacrifice, some form of plan, and some form of discipline. Mm. And that's yes. that's the biggest mistake. And you can't it's everything eat, in life. And you can't eat donuts and get and have a sick diet. You can you can shoehorn a, diet, a donut in yeah. if you know what your calories are. Yeah. But you can't eat a box of donuts, go out and, or, or train all week and go out on the piss with your friends Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because you'll never get those extra results. Yeah. And then what you'll do is you'll wake up one Monday and go, this plan I bought is bullshit. I'm going to go and do something else. And then you do another thing for, for three or four weeks. You still don't get results because you're not showing the discipline. Yeah. And, and however disappointing it is, and people always strive now, do you have work-life balance? Do you have X, Y, and Z? Unfortunately, to get great results, it requires an unbalanced approach to, to, uh, and discipline. Yeah, no, you're completely right, and I love the I love everything you just said, and I agree with that. The first time ever, isn't it? I know, I know, I really think. Maybe we should talk be. through the medium of podcast at all times, like in the living room, or we'll have like these set up. Like Chloe, I didn't appreciate that comment, but I actually understand I you. I respect you. I wish that you articulated yourself <laughs> that well. Um, no, but I completely agree with you. And you know, there is a fr- another friend of mine who's coming on on the uh, on the on the podcast who has a column in a weekly magazine, and he always says, and I could not agree more. And I think he articulates it perfectly. The level of sacrifice that you have to give directly correlates with the goal. So if the goal is I want to have abs, I want to have veins, I want to be shredded, I can promise you now that level of sacrifice, you are not going to have a social life. You are going to be very food focused. It is oppressive. It is exhausting. And you are you are really going to have to work hard in, on every aspect of your life to get to that goal. If your goal is to drop a dress size, the sacrifice is going to be a lot less intense. Um, but just actually, James made a very good point there. There is no good and bad food. And I talk about this in the fatless Splish. You can eat whatever you want to eat, right? There are just, there are, there are higher calorie foods, there are lower calorie foods, there are healthy, more nutritious foods, there are less healthy, less nutritious foods. Essentially, it is all a numbers game. Um, so if you want to shoehorn in a donut, fine, but you're going to be trading in for that amount of calories, three small meals. And if you're training every day, those three meals can go before your session to help you perform after your session to help you recover and then as a snack because you're hungry and you're trading that in for a donut and believe me you're still going to be hungry 30 minutes after eating it probably three if you're anything like us <laughs> don't you find it weird though when every time you do an interview with a, with a journalist they go so do you have do you think you have a balance in your life yeah. as if as if sacrificing stuff doesn't give you balance or like do you ever let your hair down we don't wonder do you ever they let your try hair and down make you an alien yeah but it's like yeah. it's like you know i'm happy doing what i'm doing and if, to be honest, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast or, or reading health and fitness. You don't need to. The, w- the way social media works is you only follow the people you like. <laughs> you don't have to follow anyone you don't like. Because if you follow people you don't like, you're just going to get pissed off. Mm. But the journalists, they, 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 every time they ask me, so, so, what would be your food you let your hair down? You're like, listen, I'm a normal person. I really like meals. I like alcohol. <laughs> I really like food. I, I really like wine. <laughs> yeah, I, I like all these kind of things. I enjoy pizza. I enjoy chocolate. I just choose to go, I'm the mentalist that will eat half an Easter egg, put it away in the fridge and come back later. You know, you're the you know. Clo- I, that's not me. Yeah, but when you go, when you <laughs> want to go to bizarre. You go, you'll go nuclear. But I just. Think but I always that- have done as well, and I feel like to this every time I talk about that, journalists will be like, "Oh, so you've got a binge eating disorder?" Mm. I'm like, "No, no, no, no." Since I was about two, I would eat so much chocolate that my family would literally have to lock me in a room because mm. I wouldn't stop. Like a gremlin. Yeah, but anyway, continue. No, I just, I just, I, I just think it's like you know. I think there is a lot of people out there without balance in both directions and you always have to strive to have balance. And I think that, you know, it is... 
human psychology dictates that, you know, if I do X, then I can reward myself with Y. And I think that there is an element of that. But but it, it's, you know, you got in unbelievable shape. The longest prep you've ever done, 17 and a half weeks for, the, for, for your cover shoot, for your book and for your exercises. Now, your normal thing is we end up going on holiday at the same time. You tell me and sell me the dream that you're going to, like, reverse out. We go to breakfast. You eat five donuts. You'll, you know, we then have a big lunch, the bottle of rosé. you do also bring me a donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. But you, but then <laughs> you, doesn't but then, but then within three days, you're in a food coma looking at yourself going, look how fluffy I am, look how fluffy. And I'm trying to read my book. You're pissing me off. But this time, you've gone and had that, that evening... You've eaten and then you've gone out and you've enjoyed yourself, but you've got yourself back on. And I think psychologically, it's nice in life to have discipline. It's nice yes. to be to be good. Yes, I think um, there's something that nobody talks about, and it, it and uh, it's very annoying that nobody talks about it. But we we really should address it. When you do get results, when you have pushed really hard, when you have really been gunning it, you know, in the gym and you've been gunning hard in the kitchen and you actually do manage to reduce your body fat, that doesn't come for free. I mean, not only do you have to work to get it, but what happens is, is that physiologically you start to get really bad cravings because your body knows that it's losing body fat and your body is going to say to you, hang on, this is my... Uh, safety blanket. This is my what happens if, you know, there's another ice age and I've got no body fat. I'm going to be the first to drop. Uh, get some body fat on, fat on you now. And your body screams at you to eat. So not only is it hard because you're already restricting your diet in a practical, you know, day-to-day -day sense, but it's hard because more than ever now you want to eat all the food. Nobody talks about that, but it is a very normal, natural survival response. Okay, so that happens. The next thing that you have to understand is that mentally, when you do get those results and all of a sudden, you know, whether the goal was just to get those results or if it was your wedding or your holiday or whatever, you're there. You did it. Box ticked. Finally, you can respond to the former point and eat all the food and you can do it. And it's incredibly hard, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly hard to say no. If I do that, I'm going to gain all the weight back inside of a week. And you will, because when you are that lean, your body is a fat storage machine. It is actively trying to gain all the body fat back. If you break and you give in to that, which is very, very easy to do, and I, I know because I've done it multiple times, multiple, multiple times, you are going to gain all the body fat back. The hardest part of the whole thing, and I know because I've done this two or three times now, is to say, okay, I'm going to have one night off. I'm going to, you know, eat what I want. I'm going to, you know, have all the donuts with James, have all the pizza, sink a bottle of wine. And then tomorrow, I'm going to slowly start to reverse out of my diet and training. And it's going to take weeks, months, a long time. And you have to keep implementing self-control and restriction. But that is how you get long-term results. That is the magic pill. That is how you keep the weight off. You do it slowly and gradually. And it takes time and it's difficult. Um, so, yeah, I think nobody talks about that. And it's science, um, which is why, because it's not sexy and you can't soundbite it. Um, but that is the fact of it. <music> I thought personally if I got it I'd be fine. Young people and sports people we think we'd be okay but the truth is that it can hit any of us hard like. I hate not being able to play GA, not go out and socialise with my friends. The sacrifices are the only way so we really need to help each other along the way. Behind every case there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com Supported by the Government of Ireland. Another thing we don't talk about is that that the fake social media idols that everyone follows are not in shape all year round. 
Or if they are, they're genetically gifted. Or they've doing, always been in shape. Or they're doing a few bits and pieces. You know what I mean? Mm, I don't think the celeb, the quote unquote. Not the celeb, but I'm talking about the other the other gurus is that, you know, you, you know, that's the biggest thing I, I lost perspective on, you know, and, and you've always called <laughs> always suggested I'm a misogynist lunatic. But I, I, I think in a, in a culture where, you know, images of people are rammed down their throat with perfection all the time on social media, you, you think that you've got to, to look like that all the time. And actually you actually you don't. And I think that that's another thing people don't understand is that you, you're looking shape, but they've probably backed up photographs. Like with our, with our relationship, people put on oh, yeah. the of it like hashtag couple goals. We, we argue like cats, like cats and dogs all the time. Yeah. But... But we have a good, we have a great relationship. But we argue, you know. But you, you don't you don't see that on on social media. No, I know you're completely right. First first of all, you're, I bank loads of photos when I'm in shape, and all you have to do is look at my social media history to see that I bank. Photos you ask me to take shape. photos, but they're all in your words crap. I take a really bad photo. But yeah, because learned... James is so tall, he takes it from top to bottom, and then it. I it's thought it's from, really I take, unflattering. I thought top to from from high to low was good. Not on the body; it's good on the face. Uh, I didn't even look. I thought you taught <laughs> it's me a well. Melting pot. Um, but yeah, no, you're right about the couple goals thing. I think it's really important. We should probably address this now. James and I are really in love, and I think we're a very good couple, oh. and that's great. <laughs> sorry. Fuck you. Sorry, sorry. Like, maybe but later. But we yeah. argue all the time, and I don't mean argue like, oh, aren't they funny? They're like an old married couple. Like we, if people could hear us argue, they would 100 percent be like, you shouldn't be together. My favorite. Well, can I say <laughs> like, my favorite? Okay. Can, can I say my favorite argument thing was when uh, I, I, we were having an argument. I lost my shit, and you had a cup of tea in your hand. <laughs> And I just walked over. I took the tea out and I just threw it on the floor and walked yeah, off. Yeah, no, threw it on the floor. James is a complete psychopath, like a complete psychopath. Threw the cup of tea on the floor. The cup was full of tea, right, which is like A, a liquid that's full, B, stains. See, the cup shattered. Yeah, but you were using so a soy milk or, every, or almond milk, so it wouldn't yeah, smell. Yeah, I, I, I drink coconut milk, yeah. So it shattered. It went everywhere <laughs> i'm talking every room in the house this cup managed to fucking find its way into and then he left the house yeah. for like a day so i had to tidy up his psycho <laughs> mental outbursts like sometimes living with james is like living with a very angry teething terrible twos child i thought we said like a small good-looking volcano <laughs> so I would. Oh, so I was going to go with. Um, you are a small, good-looking. Yeah, That's thank you. So um, no, so yeah, but I think, but I think every also, every, you know, every couple argues. I think it's, uh, and if they tell you they don't, then they're, they're, they're either not in love or or they're talking rubbish. I don't um, think it's healthy to not. But then at the same time, I do think we argue maybe at that too much. It's because you're quite a difficult person. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, it's because you're quite a difficult person. Like you know, you and rationality is not something that goes hand in hand. And I, I know, and I just express myself by the tea. But I, I laughed at the tea thing the other day because it was just such a ridiculous thing to do. It was like, right, that's it. I'm going to throw the tea on the floor and I'm going to leave. Can I just say, right? I've been James has been seeing a sports psychologist since. How old were you when you started? Uh, 17. Right. And I've been seeing a therapist since I was, I think, 21 on and off just because I've got uh, like really bad anxiety disorders. So it's super fun. Um, and I actually, can I just contradict you here? My therapist says oh, to me, go, yeah. <laughs> I'm too rational. And that sometimes that's not always the answer. It doesn't always solve the, the oh, problem, yeah, I, the I situation. Agree, yeah. And he always says to me, you're too rational and you're too authentic. And sometimes you actually need to play a bit of a role yeah, yeah, or find a different yeah. tactic you so, want to get to you, the bottom, you want to get to the bottom of everything and want to talk everything out oh, yeah. so we can deal with it in one second it's like <laughs> this is how conversation go here's my opinion here's your opinion okay we don't agree move on you're almost like you want to educate you're an educator because you want everyone to see the world as you see it yeah 
Yeah. And it's like, that's what stresses and it out. And it's really annoying. It's really, it's really <laughs> annoying. Like, uh, I wanted to get like a taser. Or, or I thought about putting you in a chokehold. You wanted to get a taser? You wanted to taser me? Yeah, because I just think it's like, I, I just imagine if I, like Pavlov's thing, like once I start pulling it out. All I heard was Pavlova. Yeah, no, it's not Pavlova. <laughs> you, you... Um, okay, right. Well, we've got time for one more question. So I'm going to use this opportunity to um, pick your brain. Don't there's not much of it left, so yeah, go steady. I know. Don't say no. I don't have any concussions, you shit. <laughs> you had one. One. That one that was I lasted thirty eight seconds, it was so funny. And you made a video. It's on my YouTube channel. Anyone wants to check out the James Haskell on, on YouTube, but you can The James Yeah, Haskell. it's when I say I, I logged in, it's just yeah. I think we need to change that. Well I can't, I don't think you can. The James. Yeah, listen, it's not the thing. It's James Haskell TV is what it is, but the channel's cool. But you just need to search that. I remember when that happened and you just kept saying the same sentence every five minutes. Because I mean, not the F out. I didn't know where I was. I know, it was so funny. It was funny until your physio was like, you know that it can change like your personality mm. indefinitely. And I was like, oh my God. Maybe when we knock you out and change your personality. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going to push you down the stairs. Okay, so... No. So what I wanted to ask you was, given what I do for a living, and it is, you know, when I do decide to enter a fat loss phase, the deeper and deeper I get into it, obviously, the more restrictive my diet becomes, the more time-consuming my workouts become, the more uh, tired, exhausted, hormonal I become. I wanted to ask you, while we're here, because I know that a lot of people do my my, my books uh, together as a couple or singularly, um, with or without the support of their partner, as my partner, how do you find it? How do you, when you sit back and you watch objectively, how do you find it? Is that do you have any tips for anybody whose partner is is doing a fat loss phase or to relay on to their partner? I think it, 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 we struggle with it at the start of our relationship. Yeah. I think look, there was, was a definite learning curve. I, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not a great example of this person. I am a professional sportsman. I am of a, of a type where I am. Not about excuses. I'm not about. Uh, I'm you know a bit tough love. I try to understand, but I'm very like, you know, I'm hard on myself, but I'm I'm hard on other people. You know, I'm not overly compassionate about things. So you know, I I think that you've James you know, is the least compassionate person <laughs> you'll ever meet. You know, like he embodies tough love. I, and like you know, I, I obviously. You know, you have gone on a, a massive fitness journey from the the, the moment that ex-boyfriend we don't talk about uh, put a squat <laughs> a squat bar on your back and and you got into training. Mm. You've learned a journey. You haven't gone through my 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 journey. You mm. do this because it's you love doing it because it's part of your life. You're very very good at it and it's it's a calling. But you're not part of a team sport. You're you know you, you, the goals and results you, you're dealing with yourself. So when I'm when I've seen you do things and it, I, you find it hard, you're vocal about you finding it hard uh, and the intensity. I think it's inspirational first of all because of how committed you are and how I you know I'm we all live in a commercial world and I see other people out there who are selling DVDs and selling bits and pieces and other plans and I know they're not as working as hard as you are I just know because you know they go on at the starvation diet for two days lose some weight do a photo shoot well lit high-waisted trousers all the bullshit and then do the thing and then they're I love a high-waisted legging yeah but and then they're you know then they look like a melted wheelie bin the following days you know I think it's an eye-opener I found it hard because you know if I I wanted you to be more self-sufficient. So when we, you know, when I invited you round to my my house the first time, and you know, you said I can't eat this, I can't eat, you know, because I'm on this diet, and you know, could you get me some food? I'm like, no. If you want, oh my god, if you okay, want food, then you've got to bring your own. We need to tell this story. 
The first time I went over to stay at James, James was actually living with his parents at the time. He <laughs> no, it's not. like the guy from The Hangover up yeah. in the attic. He'd moved out of his uh, flatmate's flat and it was, it was home temporarily. And I was going over for uh, to stay the night. And I said to him, "Look, I'm I'm in the middle of a diet. It's a little bit awkward. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Can you make sure that there's um, food in for me?" Uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, no problem, no problem. Got there, no food. I don't actually think James has ever been in a supermarket in his life. So there was absolutely no food in there. And then his mum just proceeded for the entirety of the evening and the next day, the whole time that I was there, to serve, like, I mean, bucket loads of food. And I was just like, oh. my!" And I think at this point I had a shoot in, like, four days. So it was so close. It was just, I was so close, I was so there. And you can't say no when, you know, your kind of ish boyfriend's mother is feeding you for the first time ever you have to say yes or it's rude so we had a huge fight about it i was like you told me you were going to get me food and he was like doesn't matter and i was like you don't understand just, we can't all eat four thousand calories a day but i just said look you know if you want if you want that stuff and it's your goals and your personal thing you have to take responsibility yeah for it. he wanted me to yeah. and it's like and, and now you and, know, I you, and now you'll turn up with food prep you're really good you know you'll you'll do you know you'll, you'll prep your food obviously for the for the day of podcast you'll do whatever you know when you've come to the house before you've done things i'm a lot better at doing it but that's a learning curve yeah you know obviously going out to restaurants you know we had something the other day we got very you know invited to go to try out a restaurant part of uh, the galvin um group went to uh, galvin all right uh la chapelle <laughs> la chapelle. chapelle bonjour mademoiselle Comment ça? <laughs> Comment tu why don't you do that at home pourquoi parce que <laughs> je ne parle très bien je, je comprends beaucoup but uh, <laughs> um and i, I know and it and it all and you do is your Alan Partridge impression at home. Can uh-huh. you switch it? <laughs> <laughs> knowing me, knowing you, I'm Chloe Madeley. Uh-huh. No, um, Lynn, <laughs> the boys are out the barracks. No, um, I, I think the, the, the thing with it is that is that we went to the Chapelle, right? So, Chloe, this is so I. I'm not overly organised in general, but Chloe, because you can eat out if you're on a diet, but she will research the restaurant we're going to, will make sure that she can eat on it and will choose the best. Oh, yeah, the pro best. tip, look at the menu before you go and then you're you're going to be a lot more comfortable once you're sat there looking at it. So so this is the thing is that she looked at this menu. We went in to this um, restaurant. We sat down and I looked at the menu and there was a tasting menu. So I, I, I was like, well, if we're going to get a freebie meal Told here. the maitre d' to oh. bring us the tasting menu and I was like, what? So I looked at it and Chloe, and I should have read it, and this is a tip for all men, and we're going to do a relationship podcast. If your missus just keeps casually suggesting things, that's what she actually wants to do, even if she won't give you a confirmed answer. She kept saying, well, I was going to have the crab no, to start the, with. No, no, no. I would, have, I would have said to you, like, verbatim, we are not ordering the fucking tasting menu, <laughs> but the maitre d' was standing right there, mm. so I couldn't be Pussy like... that, didn't you? I just don't want to. So be... she should have told my mum to do thinks, one with her lashes of potatoes. Everyone thinks I'm aggressive on a good day, so I like have to like monitor myself. Well, you never monitor yourself with me, so I don't start no, now. You need it, mate. No. You need a reining in. You need a whip. So I'm going to choke you out with these headphones. Um, so, so <laughs> it's very violent. I so, so, so the point was, I went for the taster menu. Then, obviously, as soon as the maitre d left, you were like. You know, passively, aggressively, extremely pissed off that. No, I was actually. I'm sorry, I refuted oh that. My God, I right. was so nice to you. I was like, it's fine. I agree with we you. We didn't have to have a chat, though. No, yeah, you had a chat. I said it's fine. I agree with you. This is like a. This is a very special like opportunity. We weren't paying for the meal. It's. I, I'm with you. 
but you realised, I think, just a second too late. Oh God! Yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't work out. I wasn't angry with no, you. No, but at when you bang bang on about stuff, I just it just didn't <laughs> occur to me. So I would say to round off the the whole thing is that actually look, it's a it's a learning curve. You have to appreciate what you do is completely different from what I do. It requires mm. a lot of discipline. You need support. You need patience. I think in the last kind of two weeks, you you know you need to pick me up. You need that psychological help to get through. I think um, you know I've never you, you've always got up in the mornings. I would never tell you. Uh, you know, stay in bed, don't train, don't do this. Because I think you know, putting doubts and ideas into your head, a lot of humans look to others for confirmation that their their actions are acceptable. So if you went, babe, I'm, you know, I think Just I should stay in su- bed. A little bit of support goes a long way sometimes. Yeah, and if you, but I think sometimes you would say, oh, listen, you know, oh, you know, should I do this? And I'm like, look, if I think that you deserve a rest day because you've been training nonstop and your legs are bollocks and you need it then I would let you do it yeah. but you never do that you always get up without fail if you go babe should I have a line I'm like no get up do your training mm. and all you need is that little kick up the bum because it's quite a lonely individual thing unless it you're is. doing with doing with someone else so I have learned I, I would recommend that remember that men and women are on different goal or different goals a lot of the time mm-hmm. however you do not need to train differently uh, apart from you know women may need to Maybe do more cardio, cardio because because yeah. of the higher body fat that you hold diet wise you're just looking at different portions but women don't need to take fluffy pink supplements in a pot because mm-hmm. they're suitable for women they're the same fucking things as the men they're all the same nobody talks about it again they're all the same uh, and the thing with women's tra- women's training is is it's the same you don't ever need to attend a bums and tons class it's bullshit you could do abs to the end of days if you eat like a pig you're never going to see your abs yeah. it's to do with your body fat so you know, I think that that couples can can really work together. Just remember that if you're a performance athlete and your partner's at aesthetic goals, you know, never the twain shall meet. But you can still be comforting and take the life, no, take the life lessons. If your missus is stabbing you in the leg with a fork during dinner, don't order the tasting menu. Uh, no, I love that answer, and I also think, yeah, like I think there's a there's a big misconception of support being like, babe, you earned a day off, babe, you earned that piece of cake. Like, actually. And and a good tip for people whose partners are doing this, sometimes support is, no, you said that you were going to do this for the next two weeks, so get up and do it. No, the cake will be there in two weeks' time, so stay strong, go make a protein mug cake. One scoop of protein, little dash of milk, microwave for two minutes. You're welcome. (laughs) But it is, yeah, it it does, it is a lonely place. I love that you said that. It does feel really lonely towards the end when you're depleted and you're tired and you can't go out with your friends and you do find yourself asking questions like, why am I doing this? Like, this is ridiculous. And it is a little bit of support. Go on, babe, you got this, you can do this. It goes such a long way. And also, everybody thinks their problems are as big to everyone else as they are. Yeah. So when you're doing your thing and you're struggling... You know, people always think their problems are, are, are as big as everyone else's, and they're not. And for what's really important to you is that people don't realise that you are actually struggling and that you are, it is hard. Uh, but then you, equally, you don't realise that I'm struggling on my stuff. And what you have to do, I think, in a relationship when you're doing that is actually think outside yourself and remember that, you know, actually putting a, ha- a ha- arm around you and saying, listen, crack on, do this is, is massively important. Mm. But also remember that just because you're struggling and if your partner's doing something completely different, they're not. So you've then got to realise you've got to have the self-discipline, that inner talk mm. and whatever you do. So I, so I do it with things, whereas you know I'm stressed about things, but I set myself little goals or little reminders. And you do it with, you've got pictures on your phone of someone that you aspire to look like yeah. as your inspiration. So every time you have a, have a moment, or if I'm eating a pizza next door to you, you'll turn your phone over, look at the, the woman that you, that you aspire to have a rig like and go, <laughs> I'm going to be back in the mix. No, you're totally, totally right. Um, and look, we have to wrap up uh but i am so happy you came in today thank you so much my love no problem anything for the massive fee you're gonna pay me <laughs> i paid for your hotel room and does that count yes that does count okay good. and you said i was allowed to plug my new book as well 
Oh, yeah, plug your book. So I've got a new book coming out. Uh, it'll be out, uh, I think, when this podcast goes live. It's called Cooking for Fitness. Um, it's it, off the back of my uh, training and kind of nutrition bible, Perfect Fit, Cooking for Fitness. is a whole load of recipes, um, really healthy and nutritious, kind of dispelling the fact that you have to try stupid fads and weird and wonderful superfoods that require you to go to a witch doctor to try them. Uh low carb high carb meals you know any goal that you've got you can find a recipe in there and adapt it and uh, they taste unbelievable jeff unbelievable jeff um well i love you very much thank you for coming in and being so like honest yeah, literally six months it took <laughs> of that exact exchange until i finally got the big in uh, uh, the best bit was you like james i really love you i'm like i like you too handshake i didn't care that i there was no shame in my game i was like i love you i'm going for it and now look i got a ring on my finger <laughs> fuck you okay well thank you so much for coming in i really appreciate it and for being super duper duper honest which is <laughs> a feat <laughs> That was this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to tune in next week when we are going to have Mr. Harry Judd on the show. Now, if you liked this podcast, please like, please subscribe, please give us a rating, give us a comment. Um, the more interaction we can get from you guys, the better. So until next week, have a good one. I didn't think of it that way, of risking your life going to work. But seeing my colleagues pass away in our own ICU, it's just heartbreaking. Please stick with us for a while and just make our lives a little bit easier. And then we can all be together again. Behind every case, there's a story. Protect yourself and each other. Be antiviral. Hear more at antiviralireland.com. Supported by the Government of Ireland. Podcast Network.